the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and we're doing a conference tournament preview a day, and today is one of my favorites. Arch Madness, the Missouri Valley annual throwdown uh, in St. Louis, uh, one of the most underrated, I believe, mid-major tournaments that is out there. And Loyola Chicago is the obvious chalk. Uh, they have dominated this league here the better part of the last handful of years. Uh, so you can get it right now at plus 110. But there is some value here, Lundy. And I think the Ramblers are going to have to win the automatic bird to go dancing. And there's certainly going to be a point of contention on Selection Sunday if they don't. But uh, for the sake of the podcast today and the sake of trying to get a winner here at uh, significant odds, I'm going to go with Northern Iowa at 4-1, to one, my man. Um, and if you shop around, you can find them as high as 5-1 to one at BetMGM to cut down the nets there in the Lou. It's a team that's won nine of their last ten. Uh, they split down the middle in the two games against Loyola earlier this season. And the very trendy selection right now is Missouri State. And they uh, swept them. Uh, 2-0 in the regular season, a team that's shooting 36.5% outside the arc, 55.8% inside of it. And what I love about them, too, is that, you know, they get hacked uh, late in games if they've got, a you know, a tight lead, and, and they just bury it with free throws. They're shooting over 82% in conference play as a team, and they got this new name, A.J. Green. Yeah, not the one you're thinking of. Uh, this is certainly a different a copy of A.J. Green, but he's got 14 games of 20 or more points this season, one of the best marksmen at the mid-major level. So are you with me on Northern Iowa to take the Valley title and the automatic bird and go dancing in the NCAA tournament, or do you like somebody else on the board? No, I'm going with Missouri State, uh, which, by the way, shop it around. At FanDuel, they're plus 280. At BetMGM, they're plus 400. I yeah. will take those 4-1 to one odds on Missouri State. You're talking about a team that was 13-5 and five in conference. Isaiah Mosley, watch out for him, averages 20-6. and six. And this is also a team that is the best free-throw shooting team in the MVC. That's the other thing that I like, especially when we get to tournament time. You better be able to make your damn free throws, and they do it at a 79.5% clip. They also do not turn the ball over. Lowest turnovers per game in the conference at 10.6. So everything about Missouri State I like. I know Northern Iowa swept them, but Brad, you and I both know it's hard to beat a team three times in one season. Amen to that. And with that, on this hashtag tequila Thursday, bartender, bartender, pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's get after it. Uh, you were very unenthused uh, about the NHL slate yesterday. Going to drop the puck and make some bucks. You feel a little bit uh, giddier? About the slate tonight, what do you got for me? Yes, Brad, because you know what we did last night? We released the Kraken at plus 145, <laughs> baby. A little money line victory at home for Seattle. Also, a shout-out to Bob on Twitter who hit us up, who yeah. heard me on the segment with you and Funston yesterday and appreciated my picks, helped make him some cash. Let's try to do it again. Let's go down to America's Wang. Tampa will be hosting uh, Pittsburgh in this one. We're going to take the over on the total of six goals. These two teams have played twice already this season. They have had six or more in both of those uh, matchups already. Plus, Tampa's averaging 4.6 goals per game in their last five. 
and Pittsburgh, believe it or not, the Penguins have a better record on the road than they do at home. They are 18-6-3 on the road. So I think Tampa probably wins this one, but as good as Vasilevsky is between the pipes, Pittsburgh's going to be able to score. They play with a lot of confidence even when they are on the road away from the Steel City. So all of that put together, give me the over on six goals between the Pens and the Lightning. Sound those sirens. Let's hope the biscuits are in the basket and cash that over. Number four. All right, let's go to the NBA. And uh, one player prop in particular that I am high on tonight, and I'm going to live in the land down under on this one. Give me Desmond Bain under 17 and a half points against the Boston Celtics. Uh, and it's just minus 105 right now on that at tape time at DraftKings Sportsbooks. A little bit of a lighter juice there. Uh, if you're dieting in that category, look, here's the deal with Boston. Uh, they are stringent. They are restrictive. They are suffocating defensively. Now number two in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency, and they are now top six in three-point percentage D on the season. So they've really been clamping down on the opposition. And Bain, man, he is building skyscrapers, cityscapes right now with all the bricks that he has laid here of late. Post-All-Star breaks over a three-game stretch, Lundy, he has gone four for 20 from three. He's only shooting 27.2% from the field, and he's gone 14 points, 12 points, and eight points. He's been under this proposed threshold in seven of his last 10, so you got the trend analysis. You got the difficult matchup against the Celts. Everything is pointing southward for Bain here on this 17-and-a-half points prop. Fade or follow. Well, with the fact that the Spurs actually play with a pretty decent pace and all Bain could muster was eight points on Monday, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the under on this one. Boston with the defense. uh, You look at Desmond, who averaged 14.7 points per game over the course of the month of February. Yes, he had one good, solid one, but that was against the Trailblazers, uh, (laughs) where he scored 30. Other than that, his his average on the month would have been even worse if we were to throw out that sort of outlier big game that he had against Portland. So Bain has been under this total. I think Boston continues to cause him some defensive headaches. Take the under on the Grizz. We want the funk. Gotta have that funk. Stay in the funk, Desmond Payne. Number three. All right, moving on. Let's go to college basketball and the conference tournament action. Let's go to the Patriot League as the fighting C.J. McCollums are taking on Army. And I'm going to lay the un pinto amigo at tape time, available at DraftKings at minus 110. Uh, inside with the Hawks here, uh, Lehigh, uh, number 293 right now on Bart Torvik over the last month. Hey, what a quinky dink. Army, number 294. So that really explains why the line is as tight as it is. Uh, but Lehigh, over that same stretch, number 81 in a respectable standing in all of college basketball and effective field goal percentage offense. And they're shooting over 40% from distance during that stretch. And here's the downside uh, with the Black Knights. Uh, they're number 296 in all of college basketball and three-point percentage D since February 1st. So Wilson, Taylor, Lynch, that trio for Lehigh, all three of those guys, sharpshooters from outside, ending over 40% from three. That will be the difference here and will advance them on in the Patriot League Conference Tournament. Uh, you never know in neutral court environments. You saw it yesterday with the UNC Asheville losing to a then five-win Charleston Southern Buccaneers. Yar! Team. 
uh, upheaval, madness, a mayhem. It is ever present here in March. But I think Lehigh, the slight favorite, uh, will uh, live up to that billing. So fade or follow, Lehigh, minus one against Army, minus 110 at DraftKings. This just feels so wrong. How can you pick against Army in the Patriot League? I mean, look at what's going on in the world well, right wait, wait now, a minute. Brad. Wait, wait a minute. If it was Army-Navy, what do we do? I don't know. Uh, you got bet on the Air Force Academy instead? <laughs> I, I mean, do we just get – we need Does to the get Coast the Coast Guard have a team? I mean... The Coast Guard needs to have a team, y'all. I'm just saying we need to represent everybody <laughs> across the board. All right, uh, enough, uh, enough said. Uh, here's the thing. Army won their last two games, but prior to that, they had been on a six-game losing streak. So a nice little bump right at the end of the season, but I think Army is going to be more like that team that lost six in a row – uh, in the middle portion of February than the one that has picked up these last couple of victories. So I'll take Lehigh. I'll lay the point. All right. Roll with Lehigh. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in college basketball plus Birdist time in the NHL, NBA, and it's stinking March. More college hoops. Number two. All right, let's get after it in the Big Ten. And we got a behemoth matchup, uh, especially for Michigan, as they are hosting the white-hot Iowa Hawkeyes. And, Lundy, uh, I'm actually going to go with the road team here, and I'm going to play them at plus two. This game is going to come down to the waning moments, no question about it. And I know Michigan is riding the high of knocking off their arch rival, Michigan State, in, in convincing fashion earlier this week, but uh, I think ultimately Iowa's just too stinking hot uh, to be cooled off. They are number three in overall efficiency standings, according to BartTorvik.com, since February 1st, and during that stretch, number two nationally in adjusted offensive efficiency, netting 1.234 points per possession, and here's what's most important. They've actually been decent defensively, which is something you really never say about an Iowa team, particularly late in the season. But they're number 48 in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency over that duration. Uh, the Murray twins, Keegan and Chris, I think are really going to make it rain from outside. Uh, they're shooting 39.2% for the last 30 days. Michigan, we meanwhile, uh, not exactly matching the competition bucket for bucket in three-point land, shooting just 31.2% again since February 1st. Hunter Dickinson's a problem. There's no doubt about it. Iowa doesn't have a ton of frontline depth or size. But again, the great equalizer and the neutralizer in this case will be those money balls uh, from Bohannon and the Murrays. So fade or follow the Hawkeyes. Plus two, are they going to fly high for Mr. Fran McCaffrey, Mount Fran, on the road, minus 110 at BetMGM. Uh, I'm staying completely away from this game, but for purposes of your uh, uh, of your layout here of the podcast, I will follow because I think it's going to be close. I'd be a lot more comfortable with an alt line, to be honest with you. I'd rather bump this Iowa up from you know two two and a half up to say four and a half, get myself a little bit of a cushion here because I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, but I also think that the way Michigan has been playing, I mean, maybe the solution was to kick the coach to the curb. I don't know. Maybe uh, because they're playing really well right now. Uh, but against Iowa, I, I think two and a half should be enough, but this game scares me. So from a betting perspective and full transparency, I ain't touching it. And I ain't scared because I got Keegan Murray 
Give me the Hawkeyes. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, let's stay in the Big Ten, which could have upwards of nine representatives in the Big Dance. Uh, and these two teams, even though they're heading in a similar southward direction, uh, will have their name called on Selection Sunday. I'm talking about Michigan State and Ohio State. Ohio State a little bit banged up. Uh, Kyle Young's got a bit of a sickness. Hopefully he'll be back on the floor for the Buckeyes. Uh, and Zeg Key as well. Uh, all indications suggesting both are trending in a positive direction. Uh, but I'm going to focus on Sparty here. And I'm going to take the over on 67.5 team total points. Uh, pulled this one from FanDuel at minus 110. Why? Uh, Ohio State's got Purdue problems, as I've said endlessly here on the podcast and pretty much every broadcast that I have done. Um, and what I mean by that is they're not playing any defense. Uh, they are Casper the Friendly Ghost, a bit of a turnstile there. Uh, nearly, nearly outside the top 100 in adjusted defensive efficiency, sitting at number 98 right now, according to KenPalm.com. Uh, I think this game will be played at a more up-tempo pace, uh, which the Spartans like. Uh, not only that, too, but, you know, Michigan State also leaky defensively in their own right. Last nine games, there were 259 effective field goal percentage D. Uh, that is what Tom Izzo's been trotting out there and really struggling along the three-point arc in terms of defense, much like Ohio State. So, in, in reality, you probably should take the over, which I saw as low as 138.5 right now at BetMGM uh, on the game total in general. But, in Ohio State at 72.5, I think they can hit the over on that. But Michigan State, I feel very good that they will hit the over on 67.5, and this game will be comfortably in the 70s in the end. I know that Michigan State right now uh, has been a, a bit of a fog, and they are stumbling here down the home stretch. But tonight, I think they crack the big 7-0 in the box score. So, Lundy, fade or follow, Sparty Party, at least enough for me. Uh, you're going to bring the confetti and uh, the beer uh, because uh, hopefully they're going to get to at least 68 points. That's why I'm taking the over in Columbus against the Buckeyes, minus 110 at FanDuel. Uh, chips, dips, chains, whips. Um, <laughs> let's go to uh, Brad. I'll actually give you a gift at FanDuel right now. Michigan State, the over on the team total is at 66. And oh, a half. oh, good Lord, have mercy. Bring out the sledgehammer, baby. I'll get you a little extra there. And I was going to say exactly what you pointed out. I like the over on the team total for Michigan State. I also like the over on the total for the game at 138 and a half. I think this one's going to be played in the 140s. So just give me all the overs. Yeah, all the overs. Everybody, you get it over. You get it over. You get it over. Just take the over there in Columbus. All right, it's bonus time, Lundy. Let's rat a tat a tat and rapid fire off a few more picks here on this hashtag tequila Thursday. What do you got for me? Uh, let's hit the ice. First of all, DraftKings has a boost for you. We were talking about that Tampa game, and I told you it's going to be high scoring, so let's correlate. Let's bring it all together. Yes. As we like to say, they've got a boost on Steven Stamkos to have two or more points in that game. It's boosted up to plus 230. He has had a multi-point game 15 times this season in 51 games. So I will play those odds, and I will take DK's plus 230 on there. Two-legger for you total. Over five and a half in both Boston and Vegas, as well as Edmonton and the Blackhawks. Take the over at five and a half uh, in the goal total in both of those games. It's going to pay out at a plus 209 and a three-leg money line. Let's get crazy. It's Tequila Thursday. Yep. Uh, we are going to take Minnesota on the money line on the road at Philly. We will take Colorado on the money line against the lowly Coyotes in the desert and Calgary on the money line against Montreal. Put all three of those together. Heavy favorites, but it pays you a plus 133. All right, love that one quite a bit. Uh, let's go back to the NBA. I'll follow off one more player prop that I like tonight. Give me Terrence Mann, over six and a half rebounds 
against the lowly L.A. Lakers, and he gets seduced by the juice there at plus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook. He had 10 boards last time out against L.A. Uh, that was on February 25th. He's been over this in six of his last seven. And the Lakers, uh, over the last three games, 82.6 defensive rebounding percentage. That's bottom five of the league and on the season. Also uh, have allowed the fifth most rebounds per game to opponents. So I like that one quite a bit. Uh, elsewhere in college basketball, uh, I'm on Fresno State plus eight and a half at San Diego State. Stay classy. Uh, Fresno five and six on the road. Very good defensive team, uh, giving up to 0.918 points per possession away from Central California. Uh, I, I think there's some value here because San Diego State went out, took care of business in Laramie against my Cowboys who lost again last night to UNLV. Uh, so this is just too many points in a game that's going to be an absolute slog. Definition of glacial basketball uh, with a total hovering, depending upon where you look, right around 116. So uh, I think Frozen State has enough in the arsenal there with Robinson and Holland to stay close and cover that eight and a half. And then one more for you as well. If you're listening to this podcast early, love South Alabama. USA! USA uh, take it on Arkansas Little Rock. I'm laying the 12 uh, in the 5-12 matchup in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. South Alabama uh, absolutely throttled uh, the uh, L-A-R or U-A-L-R. Just a whole lot of letters in there, Lundy. Uh, Little Rock Club 77-46 back on February 10th. Uh, Little Rock, one of the worst offensive teams in college basketball. And the Jaguars really strut their stuff offensively. Number one in effective field goal percentage offense in the Sun Belt Conference. And that is a wrap on this rapid-fire edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.